Yeah. <laughs> Apartment Junkies, episode one, season one. A, a lot of people are probably asking, what is Apartment Junkies? And I think that the honest truth is, is that we're still trying to, to – we're not exactly sure what Apartment Junkies is yet, which kind of makes this fun. More fun more fun than if we actually were planned, planning to, right. to like have some – A good thing we have it written down on a sheet of paper. Yeah. So, uh, so the Apartment Junkies are you, everybody out there in the apartment industry. Um, those are the apartment junkies. Um, we're going to talk about anything in the apartment industry. We're going to talk about tech. We're going to talk about marketing, um, marketing, uh, maintenance. Um, we plan on having, uh, guests on, um, we're going to do a Q and a section, uh, leadership. Um, the, the Q and a section should be fun. Q and A will be fun. So anyone who has any ideas, send us in questions, and every episode will answer your questions. Or if you want to be a guest, if you want to be a guest, let us know. No slackers though. No slackers. You got to be somebody in the apartment industry. As I wrote down on my piece of paper, you need to be. I guess I did say newbies. You need to be a newbie or a veteran who wants to be kick ass. No newbies. We just want veterans. (laughs) We just want kick ass. That's all we want. We're not. We're not messing around. So what do we have slated for today's show? So I guess we get kicked off. By the way, I am Justin Ferris, and next to me is... Jason Doherty. And we are... Well, I am. I don't know what you do for a living, but uh, I've been in the apartment industry since 1995. Yes, that makes me old. You're super old. <laughs> Leased apartments. I've managed apartments. Um, marketed apartments. Uh, was the executive level for a while, and uh, now I'm focusing on student housing and consulting. That's what do you, you do? Know, that's when you know you've made it, is when you're a quote-unquote consultant. The consultant. I'm not associated with the apartment industry at all. I'm just a marketing genius. So why are you here? It's a, I asked myself that too, but it's somehow I found myself here. I'm, I'm entertaining, that's what I am. Uh, I have a, a heavy, heavy background in marketing, and I uh, work uh, pretty much exclusively in the multifamily industry. So that's where my expertise comes in as far as multifamily goes. Uh, and I'm also an entrepreneur, so uh, really uh, have taken a, a big interest in finance and uh, marketing budgets. And uh, how to maximize those budgets is really my my specialty. All right, so let's uh, let's let's dive into the first topic here. What are we going to talk about? Started. What do you want to start? Uh, you you have go? the piece of paper. So I got the piece of paper. So I was going to bring up apartment tech. So it's I, a big surprise. I just there. came off. Of... He wants to talk about apartment <laughs> tech. He just came back from New York, and that like, hey, wait, wait to make the show one sided already. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Explain, explain, why you to, yeah, explain why you want to talk about apartment tech. So, yeah, I just came back from New York City, Tech Week. And let's, let's like go we into the event about. first. Let's yep. go into the event first. What was it? Did you say Tech Week? Was it all mm. kinds of tech? It was. It was. Um, so, Tech Week is across the country. They have Tech Week Chicago, Tech Week LA, Tech Week Miami, Tech Week New York. Um, so in some of the major uh, cities, they have Tech Week. Um, so it's, it's a few things. It's a trade show. 
Um, there are seminar seminars, um, and there's also um, there's new, semen. Is that what you said? <laughs> seminars, <laughs> seminars. Yep. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, yes, seminars and. Uh, um, so all things technology, um, not industry specific to the apartment industry, but um, I got invited to speak um, on a panel and discuss tech as it pertains to the apartment industry. Um, so you are the apartment expert. I'm the apartment tech guru. So let's talk tech for just a second. So you went to this trade show. Now is the trade show just illustrating all kinds of new technology or is it just I mean, is it pertaining to any particular industry, or is it just across the board? It's, it's across the board, um, all technology. So uh, the kickoff, um, someone who everybody should be watching on YouTube is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk. Do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? No, I don't know Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, he is a um, kind of a tech guru. He's an, an, one of the first investors in, um, into Facebook and uh, Will he Twitter come on our and, show? Um, probably not. He's a little bit more of a baller than what we are. We're Gary, I know that you're probably going to hear this. Go ahead. I'll, we'll be in touch. Yep, Our people on. will call your people. Yep, we'll, we'll, we'll hook it up. So, so Gary kind of got on and just talked about um, you know the tech industry as a whole and um, some of the new innovation. And really what it boils down to is, um, is there's a lot of technology people out there nowadays who think they're going to be like the next Facebook or the next Twitter. And... Um, they do that, but then they don't even put the time in, right? So they're, you know, five o'clock on a Friday, they're out, they're going to get drinks with their buddies, and uh, they're not putting that time in. There's, well, there's like kind of a common theme in all those, uh, like Apple and Facebook, and it seems to me that those guys are fairly obsessive. Yep. I yep. Did, have you seen the new Steve Jobs movie? I have not. While we're talking about tech? No. Yeah. It's like, I haven't seen it either. Is this apartment junkies? Or, uh, well, it's, it's, we're, we're just, yeah, we're just, it's Steve Jobs probably lived in an apartment once. <laughs> the, uh, so the, uh, I, I guess that Steve Jobs was kind of, uh, he was he didn't have much of a family life, is I guess, to pertaining to your topic. See, I'm bringing it around full Bring circle. Around, yeah. Is that uh, he didn't have much of a, a uh, family life because he was so obsessed with his technology. Absolutely. So, and that's what he he spoke about then is that, that people need to be more focused. Yeah. So um, there were a lot of venture capitalists there investing in um, some tech startups, and and that was it. Was you know focus your time and attention, and even in the apartment industry, it's you know learn everything. I don't just want to know about leasing. I want to know leasing. I want to know marketing. I want to know operations, maintenance, finance. Um, development. I want to know every single side of the industry. It's only going to make you better, even if you have a niche, right? If you hate the finance side, still learn it, right? Understand it. Um, so anyway, so Tech Week um, kicked off. Um, and, you know, I kind of talked about the lack of tech um, in the real estate industry. I think the tech is out there. Um, but to me, there's there's this kind of void where we're not really using it. You go to the trade shows nowadays and, and real estate and multifamily specifically, um, to me, they're kind of boring. You go in there and it's the same old people, right? That, you know. So you feel like there's a lack of knowledge, just not in technology, but across the industry as a whole? Absolutely. You know, um, somebody should probably start a podcast to inform people about things like this. Welcome to Apartment Junkies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... See how we brought that full circle? That wasn't by mistake. That was, that was a plug. We may be rookies, but we're good. 
So, um, and then, and then it's embracing tech, you know, I, Jason and I were talking before, um, and I brought up a buddy of mine who worked for a, a developer and they cut out, um, their security cameras, um, because of the expense. I think he said they were around $2,000 a camera and they had like 30 of them at an apartment community and that price adds up. And not only is it the, the hardware, but it's the software and, and the tracking and all that. Well, you know, uh, there's technology out there. I have a Nest Cam that I incorporated at um, a lot of apartment communities. It's a $200 1080p HD camera. Um, I don't get paid by Nest. Um, they're not a sponsor. They're yet. not a sponsor of the show just yet. But hey, uh, Nest Cam, you know, we'll be willing to take some of your money if you're interested. <laughs> um, but but my thing is is find the tech or listen to you know if you're a higher up, listen to. Um, listen to your team, right? If they're bringing you some ideas, um, look at it and think about it. There, there's a lot of great ideas out there. Um, these cameras are $200. Um, they connect to your wireless network and you can put them anywhere in your community. Um, so it's a good um, alternative to, you know, you need to cut the budget a little bit, but you still want to make sure that your, your property is secure um, and, and you have those cameras in place. So, All right, I have questions. Yes. Oh, apartment god, Justin Ferris. Yeah. Uh, one, Where is he? why do you feel like there's a lack of technology in the multifamily industry? I, from my perspective, and this is, this is why I'm here. This is because I give perspective. Uh, from the outside, it seems like they, there would be more technology because uh, there seems to be money, obviously, in multifamily uh, living. So... With that being said, usually, you know, like you, you see these bigger companies invest in technology. Why do you think it is that the technology has, they've just overlooked it? I have my own theory on this, and I'll go ahead and tell that before <laughs> you actually hop into this because you're long-winded for sure. But uh, do you feel like that people just have a lack of understanding as far as technology is concerned? Like is it, is it too – like the cameras, for instance – you said somebody has you have to buy the cameras, then you have to have somebody come in and set up the cameras, and then there's software, and it's it's that's just not an easy solution as opposed to your drop cam. So, the you know the drop cam is easy. It's it's fairly where you, you know the apartment complexes obviously have to make a fairly substantial investment, and then actually understanding if something goes wrong with that investment, how to fix it. That would be the reason I guess I would say uh, maintenance wise. Not to mention that uh, apartment complexes, from my understanding, again, outside perspective, have a high turnover rate. So, you know, you train, spend the money and time to train somebody on these types of technology, and then you turn around, and the next thing you know, it's, it's, they're gone. And then you have to reinvest that money. That would probably, you know, that would be my guess, but uh, I'm anxious to hear your insight. That was a lot of questions um, there, but... I guess I Let guess me narrow it down for you then. Why is the apartment industry looked beyond so, – let me rephrase that. Why have some management firms and development firms looked past technology? Um, I think from a few things. I feel like a lot of the higher-ups uh, come from an from a older non-tech generation, so they're not as savvy or plugged into the tech market. I think that is one of those. Um, I think the other kind of phase to that is if they're learning about tech, they're reluctant um, 
to embrace it, right? They don't want change. They want they want things to be the same and kind of stagnant. And this is the way it worked for the past thirty years. So let's uh, let's keep doing it that way. So you know, if you're you know if you're on the front lines and you've got an idea, um, maybe it's you know a new piece of tech or maybe it's this Nest Cam, right? Um, I think you need you don't just need to go and tell the higher ups, hey. I've, I, you need to implement this. It's a $200 camera versus your $2,000 camera. You need to put the plan together and show them that return on investment. Um, you know, I, I always felt like if I couldn't get the higher ups to change their mind on uh, policy or procedure or an implementation, whatever it was, had nothing to do with anything other than my presentation wasn't good enough. Um, to, to get them to change their minds. So you need to understand your audience, who you're talking to is, is the owner 80 years old and um, you know has a flip phone. Speaking of, what are you on? You're on a Motorola flip phone there still as well. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a multitude of things I think, and and I guess I just look at the apartment industry and compare it to other industries, and I just feel like the tech is lacking. And and one of those things is online leasing. Um, there's there's no reason you couldn't online lease from day one. Um, when someone is interested till you know their whole lease process until the point that they move out and control all that online and there's a few people that are starting to do it nowadays but this technology was around 15 years ago and nobody was embracing it it was almost like they were afraid to and um, you know you have the the we didn't want a PDF DocuSign um, back then and now nobody cares send a PDF over I'll sign it all day long electronically because um, you know it's safe and secure um, but it took a while to get that um, mentality well, and I've noticed this because I obviously call on a lot of, of uh, apartment complex. And what what I'm seeing in the marketing industry is people are really afraid of the technology piece, namely analytics. So a, a huge part of what I do as a marketing consultant is go into places and say, you know, what's your marketing budget? How much are you spending on marketing? And what's your return on investment? And I'm absolutely floored by the answers that I get because not very many people know. Like, uh, all right, well, you spent two hundred thousand dollars on marketing last year. What was your return on that investment? No, you know, who else would you ever spend two hundred thousand dollars and and not know where it went or if, if you got your money back? No, neither would I. But I'm absolutely floored that. Uh, that people make such a substantial investment and don't use analytics, data analytics, to actually uh, measure what they get back. And, and even before that, um, don't you feel a sense, okay, so if you're in that decision-making um, capability, and uh, don't you feel a sense of um, betrayal if you take on a marketing source, for example, so... Um, you know, not to pick anybody out there, but you take on just like an ILS, for example. I won't, I won't say any ILSs because there's there's good ones and there's there's Let's not explain. so good ones. Let's explain what's an ILS. Uh, Internet listing source. Okay. Um, so when you know um, um, when you're going to Google and typing in apartments in Fort Lauderdale, right? These internet listing sites pop up and they have you know AdWords. however many thousands of uh, apartments listed on. Um, but don't to me, uh, when I was a director of marketing, I felt a sense of guilt if I couldn't prove through analytics uh, what that return was, right? I needed to be able to say, okay, to the owners, look them in the face and say, we are using this internet listing service and here's the reason why we're paying $1,000 a month for it. Well, because we're getting a return of X, right? And, and 
um, I couldn't imagine, and you're right, you talk to so many people nowadays, and you say, why are you using that ILS? And they look at you like a deer in headlights, and like, oh, well, everybody else is using it in the market. Um, well, it makes so, the marketing director's job so much easier because it allows them absolutely. to make decisions based on numbers and not guessing. Mm -hmm. the, the interesting part about analytics is such a key. Analytics? Analytics. It's seeming This is going down. The, <laughs> the, uh, let's, we're just going to let it go down whatever path that it wants to go down. <laughs> but the, people are so afraid of analytics because people associate analytics with costing more. Yeah. But the, the, that's not the important part uh, when it comes to your marketing. What, what I see is people just stop marketing altogether yeah. because they have no idea that if they spend $1,000, what they get back in return. So they just have slowly trickled out their marketing budget till there's nothing left. The bigger companies that do have marketing budgets, they're like, well, data analytics, that just sounds expensive. But if you're spending $100,000, wouldn't you like to know what you get in return? So a large part of, of marketing these days is technology, is being able to track that ROI or return on investment back to you know, what you're spending. So you're new to the apartment industry. Um, and a part of your job, Jason, is to, to go in and kind of troubleshoot, right? And take a look at, um, okay, where's your spend going and, and how are we going to track that? What, especially someone being new to the industry, what are some tools, some analytic tools that, um, that you're starting to see may work well for the apartment industry and really any area of marketing? So it, when I go in, uh, so my background is in marketing, and I've so uh, generally speaking, what I do, the, I go in, and the first thing that I'm going to do is talk about to, to, when we talk about marketing is you, you talk a lot about budgets and what people want to spend. Not because a lot of people freak out when a sales guy, especially a sales marketing guy, comes in and, and asks. Hey, how much are you spending? Yep. The reason that we ask that question isn't necessarily because we're like, ah, I want it all. Ah. I mean, I do. Yeah. But the, uh, but it's really how to maximize your dollars. And analytics is a huge part of that because if I show you what, like, hey, this is your current spend. If I can show you that uh, I can take your $100,000 and turn it into a million dollars in leases signed, what are you going to do the next next year? Right. You're going to put more money into marketing because you know that the marketing is actually working. Right. Not only that, but it helps us as a team make decisions. So anything that I pitch, there's going to be data analytics or, or ROI attached to it, return on investment attached to it. Because I want to know myself if our marketing plan that we develop is working. So that can be a lot of different things. That could be all right, let's put a number on the back of a t-shirt. Let's uh, you student housing, you're a student housing expert. Let's put a number on the back of a t-shirt, all right? There was actually a case study. I'll have to look this up in the next episode. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can't bring it. But there's actually a case study that someone did, and they took their TV budget and actually rolled it into apparel. They were giving out t-shirts on a college campus. And then they bought a completely separate phone line uh, that the number on the back of the t-shirts actually ran to that, rang to that line. Just That's the only way that they distributed that specific number. Right. And what they did is they actually took 
kept track of the people that called that number and then um, track the leases signed from that actual number. Yeah. So they say they said, okay, well, whenever this phone rings, we're going to write this person's name down, and then if they sign a lease, that's going to put towards their marketing budget. And then they did the same thing with TV right. and several other medians. <clears throat> In my opinion, you should not be putting out a, a promotional item without some sort of tracking on it. So like you said, is that a telephone number? Is it a vanity URL? Um, is it a specialized just email address? Whatever it is, you are an idiot if you send a t-shirt out the door um, and there's there's no piece of well, tracking make it a genuine you're tracking spending number. the money anyway you're spending, you're the, money, spending right. the money anyway right. you know and uh, people are not going to come in even and, and this was this was a big issue back in the industry um, it's been an issue is you have these guest cards right somebody comes in and um, the good leasing agents um, they they have the guest card with them the entire tour somebody takes a tour and they've got this guest card right the good leasing agent has that the entire tour, and they're filling it out as they have a conversation. They, they make it a, a natural conversation with the prospect. And one of those questions is, how did you hear about us? Um, there's a plus or minus uh, validity to what their answer is, right? So, yeah, they may have first seen a t-shirt, and then they went on the web after that. So they're probably going to recall, what's, how did I, what was the last thing? Okay, the last thing was, you were on a website. Well, they may have seen you on sunglasses first, they may have seen you on a t-shirt, then that sparked them to go to the website. So you're always gonna get the exact answer from them. So that's why it's so important, in my opinion, to have each of those um, so very well tracked. And there are a lot of good, um, you were talking about a telephone number. Um, taking it even a step further, um, there are some good companies, and, and, and again, we're not getting paid by anyone, um, uh, not just yet. <laughs> um, but uh, call source, for example, was someone in the industry or leasehawk, um, were, were some people in the industry who provided an 800 number, and then they take it even many steps further. And I'm not even give either one of them enough credit, um, but you guys can research them on your own. But um, takes that number, um, you can you can associate the marketing source with it, so you can say T-shirt fall campaign, you know, whatever you want to say. Um, it'll it'll take all those calls through. It'll do a caller ID. Um, it'll also record the telephone call as well. So you just took it from not only a marketing analytic tool, but you also took it to a training piece, right? So now you have the telephone call. So what happened when somebody saw your T-shirt and they called your leasing team? Well, and that's what we that's what we eventually get into too. Is that we start with the marketing piece, but then we become that's where the consulting piece comes in too, because gathering the analytics. Now you the, the problem with analytics, the really the biggest problem with analytics that I see analytics analytics in Justin's case, the um, the biggest problem that we see is specifically in this industry is that all of a sudden you're creating all these leads, all this information and people have no idea what to do with it. You, you know, you have leasing consultants, untrained leasing consultants in your offices and they say you hand them this, these names. These are people that are actually taking an active interest in your company, whether it comes from a website or phone numbers or regardless of a trade show, regardless of the source. You say, hey, these are people that have already take, taken an interest in us. All right? At that point, marketing-wise, you take the analytics and you do two things. You say, let's, let's develop some mind share, meaning that you continually inundate them with marketing strategies to say – and we'll cover that in another episode to say, hey, we're still here. We're still here. And then you're going to start touching them on the sales side. 
and not physically, not, not physically, not physically, not physically not touching physically them. Don't touch physically them. touch them. But uh, the insert fair housing. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then you do, then you have a sales process that goes along with the marketing process, and then you know what? That's how people get beds full. That's how people make new customers and make money. But uh, all the way back around, technology analytics is super important. I do have some questions. I know that we're going down in analytics. We're going to have a whole episode on analytics. We'll go through it. We'll jump, we'll jump in chest deep in analytics. What we're going back to the tech trade show. We're going yep. way back now. So, yeah, way back. So what was the one – were there any items, standout items? I want you to pick one that was absolutely jaw-dropping – that's completely badass tech. Oh no. <laughs> I stumped him. I stumped him. No, you hear crickets because I was a little shocked there wasn't. That was There my... was there was not one item you okay, out of the be, out of the entire trade show, pick the best item there. Um, I, we're gonna revisit that though because I can't believe there wasn't anything there that like was just draw. So down. yeah, so completely so again this this was this was tech all across the board, and, and the way it was set up was there was there's current tech, right? So these companies are current companies that are out in the market, and then there was a um, kind of a side area that had up and coming tech. So these companies were just more thoughts, and they maybe had some prototypes, and they were looking for venture capital. Um, so one of um, the coolest things, which again not even close to being industry related, was this guy. He had a um, he had a drone. And his drone went over um, uh, farmers' fields, right? And it took, he had uh, like photo imaging, thermal sensor, imaging? thermal, photo, whatever, all this imaging. You just got back from the tech conference. <laughs> Come on, I need you to use good words. That's as, that's as tech as it can get there. Um, so it took, it took an image and had these different, again, kind of uh, measurement points. Um, from that image um, and, and kind of heat sensing and all these other different like sensors he had set up into it and basically would take that image and um, report back into the software he created and basically tell you on this you know could be 200 acres where the nutrient deficiencies were um, in this field then um, you have an app that plugs into your um, your uh, sprayer if you will um, in your combine and so it, so it, it basically, when you're going out and you're spraying, it'll adjust based on those GPS coordinates that it, when it took that kind of map, map image, geo mapping, geo mapping of the, of the land, and it'll tell you, okay, you're deficient in whatever that nutrient is over there. Um, and it'll adjust your sprayer accordingly, basically and put down the right nutrients. That is pretty badass. So that was kind of cool. Um, have anything to do with our industry whatsoever, but well, um, our population probably... isn't getting any smaller. I don't believe so. That's probably a good thing that we're we're using that for farmers. So, well, maybe, maybe if you have some brown spots in your apartment community, grass, and you're riding your don't deer. try to bring it back just to apartments. <laughs> they, but listen, that... this we may go off on several tangents. This is something that we need to just clear up right now. A lot of tangents. There's going to be a lot of tangents. A lot of this is going to relate back to multifamily apartments. We are apartment junkies after all. But don't be surprised if we maybe talk half an hour about something <laughs> that just completely does not relate to apartments. This is – this is if, if you don't like it, this is our show. Go create your own. Yeah, right. 
Um, so actually, the, the funny thing is one of the most lame uh, pieces of tech, I don't even know if you can call it tech, but uh, was the LED um, dog collar. And this basically... Now, you just... First of all, let's just... Justin has a really high standard of human beings in general. So let's, let's just preface this by saying that the, the, the dog collar itself was probably really, really cool. But Justin made the mistake of actually talking to this guy, and he was not impressed. So go ahead. Explain the dog so, collar to us. LED dog collar. I thought collar. you were going to pull one out. Of no, your... no, I don't have one. Um, LED dog collar. And so basically what it is, it's just a dog collar, and it has a little LED screen on it. And uh, you can plug it into your computer via USB. Um, has, I can't remember what he said, like a 24-hour battery life period. So I guess you're charging it. Um, depending on how much you, you, you leave it on your dog um, or cat, I guess, for that matter. Um, so what it does, it basically just scrolls a message atop the cross, across the top of it. And you just basically, this is Fido, and it'll scroll that across the top of the dog collar. Um, you can put your address in. Um, so if your dog gets lost, someone can see that collar, know where you are, and then come to your house and kill you. <laughs> so, of course you go to the darkest place possible. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. so tell the people why you were so against this tech. LED, dark collar, that's, yeah, it's not really, I mean, that's pretty simple. Well, so here, here we are, I mean, it kind of, you know, again, going full circle, um, a, a part of what I was talking about at Tech Week was, um, you know, where is the tech in the real estate industry? I, you know, I think it's, it's out there in maybe other industries, but, but, you know, especially at like these trade shows in different places, somehow we need to start bringing in some new tech, right? We need to start looking at other industries, employing them. And so instead of just the, um, you know, Indiana Apartment Association trade show, that's the same people every single year and you never see anything new, let's get creative and start looking outside in different industries and start pulling those people in. So I'm talking to this guy about his collar and the very first thing I said is, oh, so it's an LED screen and I bet also you can track your, your pet's location, uh, you know, via some sort of app. And the guy just kind of put his head down and he said, no. <laughs> uh, and hence why he's getting brought up on this podcast right now. So, yeah, and if he's listening, I apologize to that uh, to If that he's gentleman, listening, we're really successful. So um, <laughs> We don't apologize. Sorry. No. So, yeah, so it was, it, it was, it was a good show. Um, I would recommend it to anyone. It was actually... What, what are you looking for right now? Um, so I was looking for a business card of... Somebody I met there, and actually, um, I'm glad you were prepared for the show. By the way, yeah. way to way to have to scrounge around and dig through your briefcase <laughs> right now. Last minute. So I'm glad I someone came prepared. Yeah, well, you know, you'll have that. Um, so you know, there was a there was a company called Igloo Home. That's what I was looking for because I forgot their name. You'd think I would remember Igloo, um, and kind of, I don't know moronic that their name is igloo and that's like no tech right and an igloo um you know maybe there was some tech back in the 1800s when the first igloo was made speaking of that you know can you confirm that that's a mr stat no i don't <laughs> i don't know anything about igloos i so, actually prefer prefer warm weather igloo home actually was a cool piece of tech and um it it, it takes the um kind of smart home concept and uh, puts it in, in your hands and your, in your smartphone and 
Um, you can control, you know, everything in your house, your blinds, um, your door locks. And, and that's kind of what appealed to me the most was that is pretty cool. the door lock technology um, and really the safety. Um, uh, you know, I, I develop a lot of student housing and uh, to me, it will have that capability of being able to unlock your door with your phone. Um, and there were some pretty cool kind of like security devices built into it as well. So someone just doesn't take your phone and um, run with it, especially with the fingerprint technology that iPhone has right now. Um, you wouldn't know because you're still on that flip phone, but the well, and that's, I, what I'm actually doing is looking up the website so we can give these guys a, a plug here. So it's Igloo Home Technology. So they, uh, yeah. so you could you can control everything. Now, did they do that through partnerships with the actual companies? So they do. So they're they're the software. And um, they partner up with other um, devices, right? So they've got like a lock company that they partner with, and um, like like a Stanley or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, uh huh, exactly. So um, I think they're actually using like Schlage locks or something. But so did these guys actually just develop the app then? Yeah. So they're developing they're developing the smart technology that basically merges all these together into one, um, which was pretty cool, right? So it yeah, kind of goes along with the same philosophy of having someone in our industry look outside into other industries that are using this tech and bring it into our industry and just and just make us smarter and take us to that next level. Um, well, it's a, I think that that's going to actually give you, I mean, the technology piece as far as, that, well, it's on, it's on several, I think that it exists on several different levels, especially yeah. in multifamily. One is the actual... Okay, uh, technology. When you walk into the clubhouse, you know you mentioned television cameras. The actual investment yeah. that people make within the community itself, overall, mm -hmm. to say you know we have locking doors that are code, uh, you know, password protected, or we have this or that, where the actual developer is making the investment. I think that there's a huge opportunity in. Uh, to say, well, hey, you know what? We can we offer uh, apartments that have this type of technology from Igloo. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an extra two fifty a month, right. but you know that is something that we offer. Mm -hmm. And then you go, take them into a demo apartment, and they are like, oh, this is awesome! I can control everything through my phone. I th that's that's increased revenue, and I know that that's a huge part of that would probably eliminate some walls. Um, as far as uh, you know, the upper management of these communities, because then you're talking dollar bills in the door. Right. Absolutely. Well, and then training the site teams. You know, you were going, you were talking analytics earlier. We're talking tech. Whatever you're implementing, get the site teams buy-in. Right. You've got to get their buy-in, and then you've got to train them. Don't just put tech in place. Right. So. Um, I know some people that I've talked to that have put some of the drop cams in or Nest cams now. It used to be called drop cam and then Nest bought the, the cameras and now it's the Nest cam. Um, I talked to some people that put them in that didn't even tell the site team about them. They just put them in and, um, you know, why would you not tell your team? They, they know they're there, but they didn't tell them about the functionality and, and how they work. Well, that's great peace of mind for your residents. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I, when I installed them, we installed them actually at property up at Notre Dame. And uh, the, you, you can have a link to the camera, a live link, right, online. I gave that link to all the residents as well. What better way to, to check the security of what's going on than for all your residents to have a link to the, all the cameras on the site? To me, that's, that's great because 3 in the morning when one of your students gets home, 
they may be bored, hop on the camera and see if there's something going on. Maybe there's a fight, you know, something's going on in the parking lot, they can call security, boom, it's taken care of. So um, it just kills me. Some of the marketing that gets implemented, some of the tech, and I, I use that term loosely in our industry, but um, gets implemented and either there's no buy-in from the site team, the, the higher-ups don't sell it to the teams or um, it, it, they just, it, they don't, they don't know about it. They, they don't know about it, and it's it's not marketed. So, um, if you are going to implement tech, make sure that everybody knows about it. Make sure they know what the reason is for it, um, and then how to sell it to your teams, um, and how to sell it to prospects that come in the door. It's all about the value when somebody comes in the door nowadays, because you can go next door and save a dollar, you know. But it's what you see in just so many different industries is they they take that first step, and it's a huge first step. And there's, but there's so many steps that you have to take after that that you have to take into consideration uh, so it doesn't just fall on its face. How many times, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this, where people are like, well, I bought the insert whatever here, yeah. and, but it didn't make any difference. I didn't make any money on it. Well, yeah, did you do the things that you needed to do to let people know that you have it? Right. Uh, you know, technology is no different. If you're going to make the investment in the technology, you have to make the investment in the marketing and, and training your team to let people know that you actually have the technology and this is why we're different. So that, you know, that just like our marketing firm, the, you know, we have, we have a very strong emphasis on technology and you know what, honestly, we could do a lot better job of letting people know how to use that technology, you know, even our sales force, we, we spent a lot of money just training people on how that technology works, and we have a long way to go. But when you, if you're willing to make the investment in the technology, know that there is a, also a substantial amount of investment that's going to follow in training and marketing right. so you can actually see that return on investment. Absolutely, good point. You actually said something right in this podcast. Congratulations. All right. Okay, so that's it. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> We've been as effective as what we can be. I don't I have no idea. But now we should probably time it next time. But we really appreciate you tuning in for the podcast. This is our first episode. All over the place episode. That's it. You know what? I liked it. I like I like the lack that of structure that we have right now. The only thing that we need to do now for next time is probably drink while we're doing it. Probably drink. And then we, we a few shots before and then. Way more entertaining. Yeah. Way yeah. more entertaining. This was good for our first podcast. It's pretty good. I mean, I don't want to, you know, pat myself on the back, but I yeah. was spectacular. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I was spectacular. <laughs> I mean, you did bring in technology and you did do it. That was a good talking point. Okay, so uh, before we wrap up, I think we ought to ask some questions to the apartment junkies. And, and like I said before, the apartment junkies are you guys, right? It's not us. It's collectively all of us out there who are focusing on the apartment industry. But one of the things that I want to know is how are you tracking um, your marketing sources um, uh, from, from the time it's a piece of traffic to the time it's a lease? Is it through your property management software? Is there something else that you're using to track it from? Let us know. We want to talk about it next time. Um, what, you know, what's working well for you guys. Um, so yeah, so thanks again for listening to this, uh, inaugural episode of the apartment junkies. 
Uh, we're going to get this uh, together, maybe be a little bit more professional, or maybe be less professional maybe next time. I'm not really even sure. Less. I'm leaning on the side of less professional, but... Absolutely. So we're going to upload, we'll be in the iTunes store, um, probably what? Everywhere you download podcasts. Um, apartmentjunkies.com. We're going we're gonna to set the blog up there, so it'll be just kind of an ongoing conversation. We'll put notes about the show. Um, you guys can ask questions there as well. Um, so... Uh, we'll we'll start putting it all together and make it happen. But we had to get this one out. We were we've been trying for a month, at least a month. Justin's kind of busy, you know. He's an important guy, so he's hard to nail down. You're right, you're right. So how often are we releasing this podcast? By the way, why don't you share that with everyone? So um, our goal is to do it uh, twice a month. We'll try that, and then we'll try to increase the frequency um, from there. But I'd say at least twice a month, and then we're gonna next episode we'll give you guys a little bit more solid dates, but. Uh, um, yeah, I think twice a month would be good for now, and then we'll... For sure, until, until, until this starts paying the bills. Yeah, and then it might, <laughs> shit, it may be every day, we'll see. <laughs> All right, uh, for Apartment Junkies, this is Jason Doherty. And Justin Ferris, and we will chat at you soon.